Hey, Pure Golf Podcast listeners, you can find our episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music. To check out our weekly YouTube videos, go visit My Pure Golf. Link will be in the bio. Let's go ahead and jump into the question. Yeah. So we're talking about your routine as a golfer. People listening, if, they, if they've if they watched the podcast with you already, um, you've been playing golf your entire life. You... Uh, played at a very high level when you're in high school, you won some events, you're competing in club events now, like you are you are all in, we're talking about our routine, how important is it for you as a golfer to have a routine? Let's just start with that question. Yeah, sure. So golf, for the most part, for I would say anybody listening can relate to it is all about the play. Um, mm-hmm. When's my next round? You know, when? Um, when's my next event? When's the next time I'm going to get out on the golf course with my buddies, whatever it is. Um, But the routine, honestly, it's vital for the results that honestly, we all want to see out on the course. So, you know, there's a few different types of routines and I think we'll touch on them today. Your routine in pre-shot, your routine out on the golf course, your routine in practice and, you know, your, what your day-to-day week-to-week looks like. Uh, just in in contributing to your golf game. So I'd like to start with the day-to-day and kind of then get into the the more focused routines as we go. But I'll say this. Um, it's important to have an idea or an intent into what your practice routine is going to look like for the week, in my opinion. And like you had mentioned, it has changed. I had zero intention for my practice as a teenager and into my twenties, I'll just say complacent, you know, when you've been playing golf for 10, 12 years, almost nonstop, there really is certain areas where complacency can set in. And I do think that, that your practice routine is the first place that you should sort of audit to figure out if, if it has set in or, or if it's as sharp as it should be on the intention piece, we all are busy days at the amateur level. You know, we're not professionals. Golf isn't the main priority of the week. We have everyday jobs or, you know, family life to attend to COVID sort of, you know, has mixed things up and some people telework, but there's still, there's still a lot that can throw your intended routine off. And so I'll give you an example, like just yesterday, uh, here in New Mexico during the summertime, it's a monsoon season. And so we get these huge thunder and lightning storms around four o'clock which happens to be when my workday ends. Well, my goal is to get some practice in every day leading up to an event. So I get off work and I check the weather and, you know, turns out there's two huge storms floating around the golf course that are just not worth me risking my life. <laughs> sure. uh, so what do you do? Well, you, you pivot, you know, okay, well, my intention was to practice today. So what are my next options? How can I still contribute in some way? So if that means I come home and I roll out the perfect practice mat and I hit, you know, 50 to 100 putts while the storm is where it's at, then so be it. If it means I swing a golf club in the backyard uh, under the patio just to get some swings in, so be it. But what it does is it's that small chipping away of being intentional about what you have coming up. And I think it really leads to really leads to performance regardless. Let's say you didn't put anything into it. You just said, all right, you know, the weather's bad. I'm going to go home. I'm going to jump on a video game. Mentally, I think it's, it's softening 
your ability to perform your, you know, your next round. Whereas when you're intentional and you, you're like, all right, I still did what I could do out of today. Yeah. It advances the ball a little bit farther and the mental side of the game. And uh, I think it's important. And, and personally, like everybody I'll be competing with this weekend is also having to deal with this most likely. Right. So it's more like, am I still being the best I can be with what I've got? And for me, it's like, all right, I, I did what I could. I can sleep well and just be confident um, that I had a routine and I still did the best that I could to, to contribute to it um, at the day-to-day level. And, and you're competing at such a high level for everybody listening. You're competing at such a high level that that, that little bit of time, that little bit of intention, even if you can't get on the range or, you know, you have to pivot, that could make a huge difference in where you place and where you end up in this tournament, right? I think it does. I've been playing golf for a long time, but it's really the mental side of the game. Golf, we're all going to hit shots where we don't want to. You know, it's a game of misses. But when you're out there and you're like, you know, what? I, I still gave this week what I could. Yeah. So you should expect the best results possible. I mean, and and I think for me, it it allows me to not be as frustrated out there. Like if I knew I had a, the best week of practice I could and I executed my plan accordingly and, and the routine, even though had some deviations went well then regardless of sort of what happens out there, um, I did what I could. And so when I do hit a bad shot or when, when something doesn't go my way or when it does go my way, um, I know it's, I know it couldn't be any different if that makes sense. There there was nothing else I could do. There's no, what there's no, what right. Put it all out there for yourself. Right. Exactly. And I, I think that's the best, that's the best way to conduct the day to day. I mean, are you going to have to make some adjustments? Is there always going to be some curveballs? Absolutely. But um, if you're intentional and, and you stick to what you can do, uh, I think that's, that's what matters most. Let's get a little more specific. In yeah. What is your personal routine for golf rounds? What was it? What is it now? Kind of lay that out for everybody. Now I really just kind of, I almost set up my Saturday rounds as as a tournament, like even if it isn't uh, in my head, I'm thinking like, all right, this is my next event. Um, I structure the week before pretty much based on the results I kind of saw in the weekend prior, sure. you know, what, what did I see out there that, that I need to work on? I hit, didn't hit a couple good chip shots out of the rough. I'll take note of that, um, build that into my personal routine throughout the week. But Honestly, it's pretty much just if there's no tournaments, I'd like to play once a week. Uh, the rest of my week, which should be six days, I, I do probably throw in at least one completely day off. It's usually Sundays, um, post round. I'm usually walking. Um, it's a longer day. So I'm like, all right, let's let everything settle. Uh, but for the most part, uh, I got one round a week. Uh, yep. I'd say max two if it's an event. And I structure the rest of my week completely around practice. And, and honestly, I kind of figured out what my, my left and right limits were for practice. Like, how long should my practice be? It's huge. Um, yeah. So, you know, like, I, I have a family. I, I want to I, I do other things during the week, too. So 
I kind of broke it down to at max, a good practice day or a session is three hours long. I get to the range. I, I, I'll usually grab a large bucket if I have that much time. Yeah. And if I'm hitting it well and I'm only halfway through the bucket, I actually pick the bucket up and I'll go straight to work on short game and putting. Wow. Okay. Um, if, if I'm not, then I'll keep working on it you get so much more out of intentional practice than you ever could just out there playing. Um, one more thing to add that I'm going to give my dad a shout out on this one. Yeah. And I think it'll add value to anybody listening that there's kind of this frustration that I have with, with golf right now. And it's so, it's so popular that getting an awesome weekend tea time is actually pretty tough. Like if you want to, it's right. impossible. <laughs> right. So if you want like a seven or 8 a.m. tea time um, so that, you know, you have the rest of your day, it's pretty tough. If you're not a part of a men's league or some sort of consistent slot that the course has set up for you. Right. So I, I complained to this about my dad the other day and I'm like, look, like I'm really getting a lot out of my practice and it's only like three hours. And so he was like, well, think about this. He goes, you should head out to one of these golf courses at like six 30 in the morning on a Saturday and be like, Hey, can I go off the back by myself? And regardless of what they charge you, he said, let's say they say yes. Or let's say you can, you can call around and talk to golf courses that would let you go do that. Right. Imagine just playing two or three balls on those nine holes and you're getting more golf out of a shorter window of time yeah. by yourself, no distractions, you know, drop balls where you think you need to work on it. If you need to truly play a couple balls out and it's just as much golf yeah. as your four or five hour round That's incredible. Um, in, in, in equivalence. So yeah, I, I think I'm going to add that to the routine Yeah. Um, on the Saturdays that I, you know, I don't always want to play at the same place. So when I need to kind of mix it up or um, even if I want to go kind of work a practice round at a course, I'm going to play in an event in the future. I'm going to try to be intentional about those locations and get out and, and, and try to get some on course practice. That's being super efficient with my time in comparison, you know, a slow foursome that's going to go four and a half, five hours. Right. um, And take up probably a main chunk of my weekend. So Mm -hmm. Talk about intentional practice. I have I honestly have never even thought about that. That's that's like a huge tip. I, I'm going to start doing that. That's incredible. Yeah, cool. My round sometimes like everything is going well, but you know when things go south for me, mm. you know I, I'm gonna be honest. Love usually gets chucked. <laughs> you know I drop an expletive. Something sure. along those lines goes, sure. and the rest of the round is ruined because of that. Like it's it's hard mm. for me to stay in that mental focus. And I know a lot yeah. of people listening they're the same way. So yeah. when things go south for you during a round, what is the best way to stay focused and calm for you? If you leave it all out there during the week, it's super easy to click back in post mistake because mm. you can have thoughts in your head. Like it's, it's truly, it's just golf or it, you know, it's, it's, it's part of the process of improvement. And and I'm going to tell you that, like, I'll give you a, a, a parallel example. Let's say I practiced all week and I'm going to use sat last Saturday as an example, practice exactly the way I wanted to all week. Um, my dad and I were talking on the drive up 
prior to the round. And this is the weekend before a championship. And so I'm like, all right, I want to play today. Like it's game time. And he goes, all right, cool. And I told him I'm having a tough time on two holes on this golf course. The second hole, which is a short par four, um, that I just, I always want to just beat driver yeah. and it just sets up nice for my eye, but it's a trap. And I always end up, you know, making a big number mm-hmm. and the fourth hole, which is a really long par three. So th- just briefly, the, the golf course starts par five, par four, par five, par three. Okay. So you have two scoring holes and two extremely tough holes in a four hole stretch, which is by design, right? Yeah. You're probably going to pick up a shot on the par five, but they want you to give the designer wanted you to give it back on this short par four and on the par three, um, number four. Right. So he's like, look, in terms of the field, if you play for par on these tougher holes, that's where you're going to make up your shots. Yeah. People birdie par fives. That's probably not where you're going to make up your shots. So I went out there. I had a good mindset. I was like, this is the strategy I should execute at the start of this round. I birdie one, the first par five. I hit a three iron off the tee on two instead of driver. And I have a full wedge in and I, I lip out for birdie on two. Mm. Make par. But point being like, it it almost was birdie and I, I played safe. Yeah. So that was a good lesson for me. I birdie three, the second par five. So I'm two under going to four and I'm like, oh, I'm off to the races because if you get through four, the rest of the golf course is kind of yours to eat. Uh, And, and those two holes are really, really like a pivotal moment for, for scoring, for posting a low score. So I'm like, all right, four is like this 240 yard par three downhill water on the left, dead on the right. Um, So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to hit it. I'm going to hit a five iron. And it's going to probably be 10 yards short, but I'm going to hit a five iron short right of the green. I should have an uphill right to left chip shot. That's where I want to be. So I do it. I hit a great five iron. (sighs) My chip shot was executed poorly. And then I three putt for double. So I give all of those, all of that, all those birdies back on a hole that I I was intentional about that. I, I envisioned, I practiced for, I planned for but I doubled yeah. and, and I'm frustrated. Like there's no question. I didn't want to make double on that hole, especially after hitting my first shot the way I wanted to. Yeah. That's a tough pill to swallow. But at the end of it, I'm kind of like, look, what else could I have done? Mm. I did everything. I did everything I could have. I left it all out there and it was a faster recovery to get back to the question you asked, you know, when it goes South, I stay focused because I trust in what I put in prior to that round. And am I always calm? No, I think that's a little unrealistic. I think it's even productive to show some visible frustration and, or just like, all right, like I need to get back from this. And I think it happens faster when, when you do trust your routine, when you know, you put the practice in, and when there's a lot of golf to play in reality at that point, I had 13 holes left after that. Right. Yeah. So, you know, at some point I, getting on six tee box, I was like, all right, look, there's a lot of golf. Um, I did what I needed to do. And, and, you know, it, it did the round still ended around where I wanted it to. And, yeah. and let me tell you the flip side real quick. I play with these guys that only play golf. They don't, practice often and they're good like these guys shoot in the 70s they've been playing golf for you know 20 plus years they have a harder time bouncing back from tough holes 
And, and I think it's because two things that's happening because of their lack of practice. And they know that. So you're frustrated that you didn't do what you probably could have done that week. Yeah. And you're frustrated that you're probably going to end up shooting a higher score than you want to. Mm -hmm. So it's really like you're frustrated in the moment and you're frustrated in yourself and not giving it what you could have in in opportunity for that week. So it's twofold. It stings double because of those two reasons. Yeah. Right. That is, I, I love that answer because I also did not think that that's where you were going because Mm -hmm. the preparation beforehand for you, I mean, it sounds like you have recapped your rounds beforehand. You changed your routine based off of that recap. Right. So it's not the same every single time you go to the range. Because sometimes I hear people, oh, yeah, I start on this club, work my way up and down, blah, blah, blah. Mm-mm. For you, it is so hyper-analyzed where it's like you know what you need to do going into the week. And right. then you just execute it. If there is rain, if there is a monsoon, if you're fearing for your life, you know how to pivot and you know right. how to execute it regardless of what happens in the environment around you. And I think that is that is so huge for beginner golfers because there's so many times where they'll make up that excuse. They'll be like, Oh, Absolutely. you know, like I could have done this, that, and the other. And then what I also love is that you talked about how the preparation for the hole during the round helps you accept the fact you're like, look, there's nothing else I could have done on that. Right. Round. You right. know, I made the smart decision. Golf happens. It happens, you know? And so that, that twofold answer, I, that's, that's, that's going to be, that's going to be the, that's going to be the kicker. I'm telling you right cool. now. This is my last question for you. Yeah. Our whole thing for pure golf, when you were on the podcast earlier is we are trying to push for golfers to break 80. That is our main yeah. goal. We're setting up game plans for them. What is your number one tip for somebody that is at that point of like, let's say a hundred trying to get to breaking 80. What is your number one tip for somebody that wants to start implementing a golf routine? Because a lot of people at that score range don't really have one. Sure. Uh, Have some intentional pre-thought to how you're going to break 80. Golf is not a a game that's going to give you any more than what you give it. it's, it's been masterfully designed to give you the results that you earned. And I think that you really need to to listen to that and and take it probably a lot more serious than you are if you're not getting close to breaking 80. If you're close and and you have a routine and you are thinking about it and and you are adjusting your practice accordingly to what you're kind of seeing out there, I would say stay on course. Yeah. But if you're not close, I mean, it's dramatic how much an intentional routine can truly in process get you where you're trying to go. I would say my number one tip is implement that routine, implement an intentional routine that will naturally give you the feedback you need to hit the goals that you're trying to hit. And honestly, don't stop. You know, like if you hit your benchmark, that just means that, you know, maybe you found some successful methodology and, and be open-minded to, to further adjustment. If that means you know, like we've kind of discussed, everybody kind of has their thing where they're like, I don't like practicing this or like I, they have their strengths and weaknesses is my point. And most of the time we avoid our weaknesses. If you flip that on your head and and you, you, you design your routine to work on your weaknesses first and, or Mm. as a priority, Mm. 
I mean, you'll see the scores melt. And I'll end with, you can be more competitive against people that have been playing golf longer than you. And we kind of touched on this at the beginning, but I played golf for 10, 12 years in a row. And in hindsight, I know complacency set into my practice. If you're a new golfer or a beginner and you're playing with guys that have been playing for a really long time and you're like, I want to beat these guys, you're going to do it through your practice routine. And if you see, if you see times where they're saying things like, ah, I didn't even practice this week or yeah. uh, I don't like to practice this, almost take it as motivation to add to your routine because that's what's going to make the difference. It's yeah. not going to happen if you're doing the same thing they do and, and just rolling out the car and onto the tee box. It's going to happen through you putting in the work days prior, not day a day prior you know, not an hour prior, days prior, if you're really trying to get into the 70s. Yeah, dude, that, uh, you crushed it, man. I got nothing else for you. I, like, I got nothing else to say. I want to end it exactly on that. So is there anything else you want to say? Is there anything else? Yeah, shout out Pure Golf. I mean, what, what Jordan and Zach are doing, honestly, is amazing for my golf game. Um, if you If you think that I could be anywhere close to the golfer that I am without these guys. Uh, you're fooling yourself. I mean, a good coach and and great feedback and and the product that they're really trying to deliver week in and week out is is modernized. It's above the rest. Uh, I highly recommend it and and uh, and play well. That's awesome. Well, Parker, I really appreciate you coming on, man. Of course, man.